forever. Dog. Where where we should start is have you guys seen the musical or do you I mean, I guess was the musical on Broadway when we it probably did play somewhere. It must have, right? They like people did it in high school and stuff. Like, did, yeah. Did it? Did any of you do it in high school? No. So I never did it. My experience is there was a period of time when it was like very heavy in my life. Like I think I saw the movie and saw it on stage. A, a, another high school did it, like in the same couple years span. So while I was like rewatching this, mm-hmm. I was like, do I know any of this? Do I know any of this? Right. I kept being like. I don't know any of the songs, but then every time a song would start, I would start singing it. It's in my psyche, but I feel very distant from it's it. It's in the zeitgeist. I think I saw a post, not in Baltimore. I didn't, I didn't actually see it, but I saw a poster for like a, a regional play. And I remember thinking, I don't like this. I remember, like, I didn't, I just looked at the poster and I was like, I don't think I need to see this. And um, when I saw the trailer for this movie, I was like, <sighs> I want to watch. Literally, I was like, I want to watch in the Heights. Hundred <laughs> percent agree with you. I I love in the Heights, even though it's you know it's Lynn. So here's like the, the crazy thing about this: they shot this movie between on one forty fifth and one thirty fifth. There's like that long strip on Saint Nick. You guys know it. I Wait, would, they shot this movie there. I, do I know I would it? I basically it. lived over there. What? Oh, oh, and I would I walk through it. Yeah, I would like walk through it to pick up the kid I was babysitting, who at the end of the block was picking up, um, was doing a camp there, and I would like walk from his place to get get him, and walk him back home. Right. And I would be like, "What the fuck is this? Why are all these Puerto Rican flags up here? And why is this here?" And it was the fucking set. I would walk through it, and I, I remember being like, "Why are these old cars here? I wonder what they're shooting." Uh, and it was fucking so. Right. That nostalgia was nice, and I love love stories. Yeah. I love musicals. I love forbidden yeah. romance that you're not allowed. But Romeo this movie frustrated me. Romeo and Juliet frustrates me. <laughs> Listen, I read mm. Ginny and Draco fan fiction. Okay, that is- <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's real. Incredible. That- yeah. I mean, literally when I was watching this, I was like, wait, does this happen in the original? I couldn't remember. I saw. I feel like I saw the movie West Side Story so long ago. And then I also was like, when was this written? And I realized that the musical was written in the 50s. So like, it was like, mm. it wasn't like the musical was out of its time. You know, like sometimes they like write, you know, people write a thing and they're like actually looking back at a time they didn't live in. Yeah. It was like this musical was of its time, which kind of puts it in a different light for me. We'll we'll talk about it. But just the just just being somebody who grew up on the West Side story. Wait, what? Hold on. Are you no. No, I was born in New York. So I'm just saying I'm just talking about my own experience relating to it and being <laughs> like I, I'm somebody who grew up, you know, I, I lived in a West Side story. <laughs> you uh, <laughs> You know, yeah, because we were on the fifth floor. No, it was a high rise. So, yeah, I mean, we haven't recorded in so long that I forgot that that was a thing. The the effects of the the kickback of all the past (laughs) anger towards that just flooded, just like flooded my body. I I hate when you give Bray props for his transition, but but when he said I live I lived in a West Side Story. 
Wait, are you giving him credit yes, for that? He lived in a West Side Story. Okay, like- guys, I don't. No offense, but you're being a little rude. You interrupted my West Side Story. Wow. <laughs> oh my god. That honestly, that one worked. That one worked. Delete all of this. I'm so upset now. Um, okay. Now keep all this in. <laughs> hey, 2022, we're here, baby. Let's start the show. <laughs> Jonathan Raylock, James the Third, Jerome Milligan. What more can I say? For those of you who are listening for the first time, welcome. You know, you set a New Year's resolution to listen to more Black podcasts. You did it. <laughs> We're here. <laughs> Why are you shaking them immediately? <laughs> no, I'm just... No, I'm congratulating them. They hit their goal. That, but that is right? so... And that um, is very uh, weighted. You you made a New Year's resolution to listen to more Black podcasts specifically. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much going yeah, on for I that think, person that made that yeah. decision. I don't know. I f- you know, it's possible. If you did it, shout us out on Twitter. <laughs> Just so you know who's who, this voice that you're listening to right now that sounds cool, <laughs> collected, maybe that <sighs> could be the leader of a gang, but actually decided not to because <laughs> they want a better life for themselves. That voice is Jonathan Braylock. What gang? You about to be one of these singing singing gangs too? You about to be out here, like out here snapping and twirling? At one point, they were having a literal fight over a gun, and they were doing ballerina spins. And I was like, "Yo, I know this is supposed to be." I was like, "I know this is supposed to be real," but they couldn't like. Do they update it? Do I gotta watch him spin on a tippy toe when the gun is in the air? I was like, "Why?" Am I- That's what it's about. Come on, man. This is, that, that's definitely where MJ got his Beat It inspiration from, right? It's so funny because I thought about Beat It, and I was like, yo, but for some reason, they had swag when we Beat It. It was like... Well, it's black people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right? Right? It's black people versus white people. Well, I don't know if they had swag. They, they had dance skills, that's for sure. They had poise. <laughs> All right, sorry. This voice, this voice that keeps laughing, because I find joy... In our movies, is that a Gerard Milligan? And this voice is James the Third. We are a <laughs> film review podcast. We review the films of leading Black actors. We talk about them in the context of race and diversity in Hollywood. And of course, we also review films with leading actors of color. And today we are doing just that with a very, very special guest. Goodness gracious. That's supposed to be James. Actually, James, can you James, James, no. I feel like we need to redo that. Just No, James. G- give us a little more. My drums were great. James, can you do it for me? I'm doing I'm doing an intro. First off, you be a real disrespectful to our guests. <laughs> Everyone, it is Glow Tabarez. Hi, Glow Tavares. It's fine. It's fine. Tavares. Wow. Well, here we go. I'm already starting it. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> and I will say, I did take some notes while watching this movie, and I did write down <sighs> Tough Dancing is very funny. They were fucking doing ballet. <laughs> and I, this is my first time ever seeing the movie or anything about it. I knew that the snapping thing was a thing, but I thought they would drop it because we've made fun of it forever. Nope. Started the movie with the snaps. That was wild. You know, and I feel like you can't drop it for this because I imagine that in the sheet music, like snaps are included. You know what I mean? Like I imagine that for some of them, it's like, oh, and then there's Mm. a snap and they just had to 
do it, you know? It like everything was done on beat in the beginning and I started <laughs> laughing. And I and my friend was like, Why are you laughing? And I was like, Cause this is it. <laughs> this is what it is. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. It was so it was what it was. Well, that is very true. I just wanna let everybody know who's listening. Chloe's a very talented comedian and actor. You could see Chloe <laughs> in a hit series Search Party. Ever heard of that? Final season of Eliza Schlesinger's yeah. sketch show, the movie Late Night with Mindy Kaling. I mean, come mm-hmm. on. Look at this. It's okay. It's you guys are forgiven. I I had some influence on this podcast when I made you guys watch cats on Twitter. Yes. Gerard, I know you oh. love me for that. <laughs> that is true. You do. <laughs> Honestly, it was a great experience. Honestly, <laughs> it was fun. it was more fun than this movie. Jura, it's too early for you to be saying. Wow. Okay. Tipping our hat. All right. Well, we just started, Jura. We just talk about. You know what, Glow? You're right. We should so, talk about cats again. Cats was an experience. No, okay. Let me just just set it down. We're we're doing West Side Story. Okay. Obviously. This film was obviously directed by Steven Spielberg. Obviously, all the backlighting. Come on. And it stars Rachel. Is it? Oh, Zegler. It's Maddie Ziegler and then her, Rachel Zegler. Oh, it is Zegler. Okay, Rachel Zegler, Ariana DeBois, DeBose, David Alvarez, and Rita Moreno. And Rum Tum Tigger. <laughs> I said that one right. We need some Rum Tum Tigger in here. You know what I mean? Don't start talking about cats for no reason. <laughs> it's Rum Tum Tugger. Oh, and Rita played Anita in the original yes. West Side Story, for those of you who don't know. And this movie has a 93% on Rotten Tomatoes, Shoot. 94% audience score. 94? And it made $53 million worldwide at the box office, which is, I think, considered a bomb. Dang, I left out so many songs. Hold on, wait. Can I just do some songs real quick? It was. Like, when it came out, people were talking about it. I feel pretty. <laughs> oh, so pretty. I feel... Well, you should have started this. <laughs> I know. I <laughs> I'm sorry. You just decided to mess up. Now you're trying to redeem yourself. I'm trying to. <laughs> First off, that song... Apparently, the budget was $100 million. That's what Wikipedia says. $100 million. I thought it was going to be more than $100 million. It looked good. Okay. Okay. Let's just get into it. it. Let's do initial thoughts. And Glow, you are a guest, so you can start us off on the musical romance story, West Side Story. My initial thoughts. It's it's very funny that the movie, like, so I do like Forbidden Romance and I hate Romeo and Juliet. I remember watching that movie and being like so upset by it of like the torment it made me go through. And the fact that I thought I would like hmm. this movie because everyone was like talking about how good it is. But it's basically Romeo and Juliet with the word spick just like thrown at my <laughs> yeah. face the whole yeah. time. I was like, what I mean, is happening? <laughs> this is it was, like, it was so racist. <laughs> but I couldn't believe how they they just got away with it because <laughs> like, it didn't change anything there was well you know that's my initial thought it was like oh oh this is like very racist which romeo and juliet movie did you not like the the one that everyone loves the one with the best soundtrack the the leo one the Bo- La- Laz Berman. <laughs> franco I, it's funny that i immediately went to franco zeffirelli which is the like <laughs> the like very straightforward it's the play, but but not. 
whatever. It doesn't matter. I I understand what you're saying. I just remember like she dies and then like he kills himself and then she as soon as he dies, she she opens her eyes and I remember just being so frustrated. And just being like so frustrated by that. Yeah. Well, he because yeah, she fakes her own mm. death. But that's Romeo and Juliet, period. That's the play. And I hate it. I hate, I hate it. If it, it, it's 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 like so sped up. And I'm like, <laughs> She's like, I know. If they would just sit down and talk, like for one second. It was, if, <laughs> well, yeah, but they're but you know, they're they're like 13 and 14 years old. Same thing with one side story. It's like, hey, can we just like talk? It's harder, right? Because in West Side Story. They are also in high school, but they feel like they're not. Also, their actors are older, so that doesn't help. That one girl is super young. She was like 18 or 19 when she filmed it. She looks yeah. young. She was super young. And good for her. I think she like I think her big story is like she auditioned for like a regional West Side story, didn't get it, but then submitted a self-tape, a mass tape for this one and ended up getting the part. And it's like, yo, look at I that. I love that that's a part of the narrative that she auditioned for she sent in a self-tape for a regional production and didn't get it and then booked <laughs> like yeah i mean you know I, it's interesting because i like i think people in new york like i have friends who know her from like the rounds of like auditioning and things of that nature so it's like i think it's a cool part but i think i'm also at a point now i want to hear when someone's 40 and that happens like i feel like i always hear about that of like a, a cool attractive young person i'm like let me know let me hear a 42 year old like single dad, a single mom submitted a tape. I'm just saying, right? Come on, baby, give me the world. All right, Giraffe. Uh, uh, Ken, Ken Jong. <laughs> no, you you letting us know a little bit too much All about right. what's going on for you personally. <laughs> <laughs> so what? So what? Ken Jong was a was a doctor. Gerard is he your hero? Yeah, Ken Jong. Yes. Yeah. You know what? Honestly, love it. I do remember that. I love it. Craig Robinson, love him. All right. I'll go. Screw it. I've been adding up to this. Well, I don't know if you should go next. Nah, man. It's cool. I'm not going to trash this movie. I don't know. I feel like people are going to turn it off. Nope. No, no. <laughs> hear me out. I'm going to say something real nice. Mm-hmm. I think this movie looks fantastic. I think the acting is great. Like, I like, I think Rachel and Ariana deserve their awards. Like, the moment Rachel shows up on screen, I'm like, yeah, man, this girl looks so innocent and like a star. I get it. Um, I think this movie, I, you know, it's my only, my main issue with the movie is I think it should have been updated. Like I, I thought it was going to be, again, I haven't seen the original, but like this movie was from that white boy's point of view. Like I literally was timing it cause I got kind of bored. We don't see Rachel until like close to 30 minutes in the movie. And it's just when she's in the apartment and about to go to the party, gets to the, she talks a little bit there at the house, gets to the party talks very little then all of a sudden the white boy come in and then she like goes behind the rafters and like dances around him for a little bit then they dance together and then she almost kisses him and then she's gone for another 15 20 minutes and then like he goes to like the the puerto rican side and like sings and she comes out talks it was like literally the amount of times even even if you take the main white boy out of it we had to follow that white gang the whole time and like we kind of see the latinos and then, like, the the white boys get, like, five or six songs. And I'm like, yo, I'm going to be real. Because this is Honest 2020. I cut this movie off. <laughs> I've never done it before in, in, in the podcast. I cut this movie off. Okay. You- Jarrah, I have to say, I don't know how true it is that you've never cut off a movie before. <laughs> no, no, no. I always... No, no, no. I will Jarrah. fast forward through movies. I will fast forward. But once those little white boys tried to, like, get up on the... the, the was it Ariana? I was like, I'm... 
Did you finish it? <laughs> Did you? Nope. For what? I, I didn't want to see him try. Okay, well then. I didn't want to see him try. Like, my thing is, I didn't want to see him try because at that point, all I heard was white boys. Wait, Gerard, so did you not watch I Feel Pretty? No, for what? I ain't feel pretty watching this movie. Yo, I Feel Pretty was fire. Exactly. I Feel Pretty was fire. And, and <laughs> that, but I Feel Pretty, I stopped watching at, I'm looking at it right now. I stopped watching it at. You missed major parts. You missed like. That was, I watched it for an hour and 38 minutes. You. An hour and 38 minutes. So you missed an hour. So you telling me I'm watching this movie with like white folks and Latinos and for the hour and 30 something mark, I get number white people songs and then for the back half is the Latinos? Yeah, the Latino songs were coming at the, you missed, you missed. That's rude. That's rude. No, 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 no. No, what's, what's rude is turning off the movie. That's rude. Nah, man, this movie wasted my time, man. I want it back. Well, you didn't finish the movie. I I'm gonna I felt bad because I fell asleep. I fell asleep when they were getting married, and then I woke up when they were fighting over the gun, and I was like, I don't know what happened. <laughs> they were dancing with the gun, and I was like, This is fucking weird. <laughs> I don't know what happened. And I just kept watching. I kept pushing through. I was like, All right, we'll see. <laughs> but I was at the movie theater. I respect it. You saw this at the movie theater? Yeah, I don't know how you. I couldn't find it anywhere online. Oh, I, I would have sent you a link, man. I'm sorry. Like, I honestly wanted to finish it. This movie offended me by how much it was focused on that white boy. Like, I honestly felt angered by it. All right. I'll go. Because I, I, here, here's the thing. I didn't love it. That's the problem. But... <laughs> But that said, it was it's West Side Story. It basically Steven Spielberg was like, I'm just going to recreate this film, and then he did it, and it, it even looks the same because he was like, I'm going to recreate the look of the '60s movie, which he did. Like the colors were like, and it's like, wow, you, this is a feat. This movie looks like it was film. It was like using the technology from now, but has the feel of a '60s film. But yeah, it wasn't updated at all, which is kind of annoying because then you're kind of like, well, what's the point? Why did you do it? That said. I don't think the movie really follows just the white dude because he's he's also kind of barely in the movie. If you actually think about it, this this musical is very ensemble because like both main characters are like in it for like half the film. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and, like it follows so many other people. But you also did, Gerard, you missed a lot of the songs. You missed a lot of the songs and the scenes that are more focused on the other side. But you are right that it's like the it's top loaded with the white gang songs and stuff because you know that's who wrote it. It was it was written by three white men. Ugh, there are a lot of things that I liked about it. And the songs are really fun and they were kind of like and the and the dancing was really good actually. And it, I feel like fil- musical films don't always have good dancing, and I feel like this movie actually had really good dancing and good the dancing like, was really good capturing of the dancing. And the singers were, I don't know if that those were those real voices, but they sang really well. Like, it was, like, actually really good singing. And some of it feels like operatic. I don't even know if that's a word. Operatic? It's got to be, right? <laughs> right? But it feels like an opera <laughs> at certain certain parts. But, yeah, I mean, but that said, I mean, I do agree that it's, like, it is kind of disappointing that they didn't update it in some way because it doesn't really feel relevant to now. Like, just kind of is in the sense that racism still exists, right? At, but like the ways that it still exists, like these kinds of like, you know, poor white gangs in New York City, like they truly are 
gone, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, like, did, that doesn't really exist anymore. You don't have like Irish and Pol- and Polish gangs running around New York City, or if they are, like they're part of like mafia. Like it's just they operate on a different level than like the the rat, like the street kids, like that did literally exist in the fifties, and now you know those people are kind of intermingled with you know the black and brown people of i don't know the inner city so it just it feels it's hard because it doesn't feel like it was it it doesn't feel like it's saying anything for right now but when the musical was made it was really relevant for the time that it was made in i think it's really funny that like in the beginning police officers like lecturing them and saying like all those other people got to like move up because our parents did something oh. and but your parents suck so you are still stuck here and it's like yeah but then the next generation they'll be out of here <laughs> like what this isn't relevant why are we watching this story like i don't know if that speech exactly is in the original but i will say like there was a part of that that was like oh he's kind of telling the truth where he's just like look you're fighting over something that like that's not going to be here like eventually you will all be gone and what will be here are like high rise buildings with rich white people and like all these Puerto Ricans are going to be their servants. And I was like, God, damn. for Lincoln Center and then panning up to like what they're tearing down to become Lincoln Center. I was like, oh, shit, I don't think that was in the original. This is incredible. Like, it's this, you know, incredible call forward to what's going to what's to come. Incredible. I my so my initial thoughts are, are this when this movie start so when I saw the trailer for this movie I don't know a year and a half ago two years ago I was like I think I've already said this on the podcast but if not I'll say it now like I was mad I was like I, I was like I was happy that Spielberg was doing West Side Story because I feel like he could do a good job but the trailer just looked like it was like the pageantry and like so like trying to be like lofty and you know it's spielberg the backlighting etc etc and i was like oh i don't think i'm going to like this when i saw the first trailer the movie started and that's exactly how i felt at the very beginning of this movie i was like ooh, i feel like the spielberginess and the 1950s style of the of just the music in general yeah, the movie's exactly that. Plus the message that they're trying to like hammer in. All three of these things are competing with each other. And I don't think I like it at all. As the movie went on, I, you know, I had my drink and I don't know. I, by the time Ansel was singing cool, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> my man singing cool with the falsetto. <laughs> I, like, I think I I think I like this. You know, so I agree with everything that's been said, though. I think that there's it's it's sort of hard to watch to watch this movie because it is very of a time. It kind of makes us think, you know, it makes you go, oh, man, it that particular time was hard for these reasons. Our current time is hard for these other reasons, <laughs> you know, and it just kind of makes you like r- ruminate on those things. But it doesn't I don't know. It doesn't quite pack the punch that I feel like it it. I feel like it wants yeah. to, you know, every, every frame of this movie feels like this is a message, you know, and this is important and this is, you know, and I just don't know that it hits in that same way, but I definitely had a better time by the end of it than I thought I was going to have at the beginning. <laughs> you know, I'll say this before I get into it. Cause I do think I, I really want to hit, I think it's beautiful. Why? But now <laughs> since Glow brought it up, I keep thinking about cats and this is no like, no, hear me out. Hear me out. 
hear me out. Cats had a hard time as well because it was this older play, you know, brought into this modern <laughs> era. And I think that... No. And I think, no. <laughs> no, no, that's not why Cats had a hard time. There was no... There was no era in which Jellicle cats were a relevant topic. Listen, my thing about it is, at least with the Jellicle cat, they had to figure out how do we do these things in a film, you know? And I think in this movie, they're like, how do we take these things from the 50s and do that in the film? I'm, I'm just picturing people with Jellicle cat pamphlets, like, trying to get the message. And I think... Tried... Oh. <laughs> I mean, so different. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, the city is rampant with Jellicle cats. Yo, that movie was a bunch of cat intros. How it was so you? fun. You know what it was? This movie. I, don't hear me out. I think this movie either needed to be like updated or it needed to be fun. Like, and I mean that by like. It, it 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 was almost like I I do agree like it almost felt like it was ah, I hate using woke it felt like it was trying to be important but the content itself not necessarily what like Stephen was doing of course he added these touches but it felt like the 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 content the script was not the thing to make a woke twenty twenty one version of West Side Story so it needed to be like fun at least I'll give I'll give an example and this is only based off of um this is only based off of productions that i've seen because obviously every production can do something different but like to that same end like officer krupke is my favorite song in this in this show i i used to listen to the to that song over i had the like you know on mixed cds or whatever i would listen to that song a lot and every time i've seen it like in the in the first movie it's it's set outside like they're yelling at officer krupke outside on the street and i think krupke is physically there but there's but there's you know and then, and when I saw it live, it was also that. But setting it in the police station and having these white boys dancing all over the police station and throwing papers and stuff, the the message of that was like, I was like, oh shit, like that, <laughs> it felt like that was saying something, right? Like they were able to just kind of get away with all of this stuff, even though in the musical, they're also singing directly to the cop and still get away with it by the, by the, by the end. There was something impactful about doing that. But also at the same time, I was like, okay, but... <laughs> you know, the it's not like the show is trying to talk about that. That's not what the show's trying to do, you know? It's subtle. But yes. And I mean the other thing about it is at the end of the day, this is Romeo and Juliet's story, you know? So it's like funny because like even within the actual the original musical itself, it's like it still has to operate within that lines. But I think of the time, it does feel like, oh wow, like you know, in the fifth, okay, we, none of us obviously lived in the fifties, but just from what we know about history, it feels like this was probably a little more ahead of its time. And and from what I read about the backstory in terms of like the the musical and like getting it to Broadway, it seems like a lot of people didn't want to back it. A lot of producers didn't want to back it, and a lot of people didn't want to believe in it because they felt it was too sad. And I think at that time, musicals were supposed to be more like upbeat and happy and like this was like gritty and real and it was like too real because like literally the things that they were talking about were happening in new york like exactly when they were talking about like there were warring gangs in new york city you know they're like there's an influx of i i I don't even know if puerto rican immigrants is i I don't know if immigrants is the right word even because puerto rican are a part of america but like there were influx of puerto ricans into new york city 
you know, and there were, and there was this displacement happening, there was this racism happening, and you have like, you know, all of these uh, uh, poor white people who are like, oh, these things are being taken away from me. But instead of railing against the system that's doing it to them, they're railing against, you know, the like people who are even lower than them on the like whatever society's <laughs> hierarchy. So the Romeo and Juliet aspect of it all makes it tough. Like Lo is saying, like the, it's everything is quick. It's very quick because that's how that's what the story of Romeo and Juliet is. Like they fall <laughs> in love with each other literally at first sight. It is love at first sight. They see each other and they're in love with each other immediately. And the dance was cute. Uh, can, what can I say? That dance was cute as fuck when they were onto the bleachers <laughs> and they're doing the little shimmies uh, back and forth. I was into it. I was very into it. Yeah. I thought it was adorable, but it was like, oh, can we slow down? <laughs> like it was two days. It was in a 24 hour period. This guy <laughs> was dead. And I was like, why? I didn't understand yeah. why. I was like, <laughs> how did we get here? I don't know. It, there was a moment where like Riff was like, a lot of people are moving in here that I don't like and they don't like me. And that like that line broke me. And I was like, oh, I hate that I'm empathizing with this man. Like <laughs> this like racist statement. But I also understood, like, I think the movie does do a good job of like showing the point of view of like these people feeling like they're everything's changing and they want to blame the wrong person. But damn, I don't know. I just it felt like, what is this for? Like, what are we? Why are we visiting this again? Which Gerard already said, but... No, I, but I think to answer that question, I think this was the play that really inspired Steven Spielberg when he was younger. I was re, um, watching this behind-the-scenes, like, thing on YouTube about it, and, like, this like this has always been something he's wanted to make. And I think, you know, now he has enough cash to do it. And again, I'm not... I guess my thing is I'm not even mad at that, of, like, wanting to make this, but it is the thing of, like... Like, Bray's right. Like, I, I became extremely frustrated with this movie and like yeah if i'd have watched you know hour 42 and then you know the latinx people came up and then i could hear their story but for me at that point it's like i hear riff riff might have been the goddamn lead of this movie is that his name the yeah but he's the mercutio a little bit right like he's that's sort of what romeo and juliet feels like it's like you feel like we're watching this we're watching mercutio be funny and like and and big and and loud. And, he is Mercutio. Yeah, is the most interesting character. And then the, and then they're killed off. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, I guess now I have to deal with <laughs> everything else now. You know, it's just I was just watching it and even thinking about just the at, the, at the at the in, <laughs> at the opening, the opening um of them walking down the street and all the the rest of the gang. <laughs> it's hard for me to call them a gang, but I, I get it. The, the, the group of boys walking down the street. <laughs> It is hard. I will say this. I think I am having a hard time as a black American watching this movie. And I understand the thought behind people are taking this and that and this and that. But for me, it the privilege of the white people in this movie. Yeah. I, I don't I don't care. The thing is the 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 the, the modern day version of me is hard for me to dis I can I can picture a giant lizard walking down the street of New York City and be like, all right, this can make sense. But to see these group of straight white men literally complain about everything in the world and every struggle, it is hard for me because I understand those struggles exist. But I'm also like, the way everybody is talking about these Latinos, I'm like, y'all are, 
and it's not it's the fact that like at one point someone says it's not about race it's about territory i'm like if that was the case Ooh. then y'all wouldn't be using these derogatory terms so it's like i can't tell if the movie's defending the actions or is yeah. it like there's a reason they were racist oh. no but it's it is empathizing with them 100 percent empathizing even the first song where they're like going through the 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 town and like and like cutting off cars and being terrible like i felt a sense of pride watching that because they were like this is our land and you know everyone treated us like shit but we have each other and i was like oh like there's a camaraderie there that i thought was kind of beautiful but it was also like but these guys are terrible racist (laughs) like like i Mm. you know like i think it was trying to show that that it's a beautiful like place where they can go and be themselves but it's also this toxic i don't know i hate gang movies i've always hated gang movies i they make me feel really icky and so i don't know it was complicated to 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 find what the movie was trying to say about this because like like yes those guys are terrible and almost even more so than i think what i've seen in the in the in the past like i really and i think this not is not just me 2022 watching this movie i think the movie did this like this the scene when um tony and maria are talking about like the fight and maria wants him to 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 stop the fight and she asks him like do you do you really think that it's harder for you than it is for us and and ansel's just like yeah i mean riff no one's liked riff his whole life i was like i understand (laughs) I was like, I understand that nobody's treat and treated Riff with respect or blah, blah, or whatever. But there was something about the delivery of that line that I was like, oh, yeah, he's he's oblivious. He's not even trying to he's not trying to empathize with the other side. He's only seeing his side. And like and that is wrong. It is wrong to do that, you know, and I don't know that I had seen it that way before. So yeah, it was kind. Of, it was complicated. It was hard to see what the what the movie was trying to wanted you to latch on to, or or wanted you to feel by the end of it. I mean, for me, it feels like the movie was try like the movie was doing exactly what it was meant to do in the fifties, or I think the original movie came out in sixty one, and the musical came out in like fifty seven, and the the meaning then was just like, hey, like there is these <laughs> basically there is these wars happening. And it's because like people are being displaced and these, these people are fighting each other, but it's because like our society is leaving them both behind. And like, it's both like preaching nonviolence and peace, you know, like that they, the gang should stop fighting with each other and also being like, look at what we're doing to these people. But it is equalizing it for sure. Right. Cause it's, I mean, and, and, and like in the fifties, it's like, of course, like that's the best you're going to get. Right. Like the best you're going to get. not that it's harder for any one side for any, for any one reason or the other. Yeah. Like let's work together, you know? I think that's what the ending was supposed to symbolize. Like when they pick up Tony and everyone's picking up Tony, yeah. it's like, Oh yeah. Like they're all united now. Cause they're all the same. It's just like bullshit. I do wish we would have gotten more time with like Chino I loved Chino. He was the only accent I could stand was Chino's. All the other ones, I I was like nails on a chalkboard for me. Just very like, (laughs) what's up? I couldn't even, I can't even do it. 
Hey, what's wrong with my accent? <laughs> oh, not even those. The Puerto Rican ones. Just like, you Johnny can't come over here and do that over here. And I was she's like, like oh I my think God. I hate these, but like, I don't what? know. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm allowed to hate these, but I think I do. What did you think of Ariana? I, I thought Ariana was wonderful. She was a beautiful dancer. Everything she did was was wonderful. I also like that it was in Spanglish and it, they didn't have subtitles, but I did wonder if you guys... No, there were a lot of moments where I was like, I don't know what they're saying. Where uh, he's like, oh, this is, part, this is for family. And she's like, why am I not family? Because I'm Prieta, which means because I'm Black. That's an interesting like thing that only two people understood. Ariana said it oh. when when he's like, this is a family issue. And she's like, oh, I'm, since when am I not part of the family? Is it because I'm a Prieta? And it was like, oh, fuck. So they, they talked about that, uh, like that little, you know. Oh, but, snap. Know. Oh, wow. What, what, is she purposely supposed to be like the only like darker skinned? Is that a part of the play? Like if she said that line, is it purposeful that she's like? Re- but Rita played it before. And she's fairer skinned than 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 uh, than Ariana is, you know. That's the same part. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she played that part. They did make her darken her skin, though. Oh, in that, and they uh. did. Okay, so then maybe I just don't remember. Then maybe it is. Yeah, maybe it is in the script. Well, she was the first Latina to ever win an Academy Award. I mean, no good for her, but she dark. Okay, okay, I get. No, okay, I get it. I get it. The movie was made in 1961, Drop. <laughs> I get it. I said I get it. I it get was it. made when MLK and Malcolm X were both alive. So. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I, I, I get it. It's just, you know what it is? This movie is hard because I'm even like, I, I'm trying to finish it now because I feel ashamed, but I still am bored. Um, and I think I'm watching it right now and this, I'm looking at it. And what annoys me so much is the, what is it? What's this main dude's name? It's Tony. Tony. Like Tony is literally like even at even at this point somehow, and that's the part I didn't like actually. To me, it was no way this boy in these khakis was going to win that fight. I don't know why that bothered me so much. But all of a sudden, I was like, he ain't about to win this fight like this. Not that easy. Now I gotta watch. It was like watching. Well, especially because the actor who plays Bernardo seems like he's like at least ten years older than. Him. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. like also he's like I was like it felt like watching Fast and the Furious when they let Vin Diesel beat The Rock. But you're like, come on, dog. Like you see how shredded The Rock is right now. Like this is crazy. Don't do this. Ansel is bigger than him, though. I, like, taller than he him. He does right? pin him down. Yeah, he's physically bigger than him. He's taller than him, but he can go inside, get in that body real quick, you know, get scrappy like. It did seem like Bernardo Bernardo carried himself like a boxer in a way that it, may, it, it seemed like Ansel would... His It seemed like he couldn't fight. You know what I mean? Even if he was stronger, it seemed like he couldn't fight. And so that is what was kind of unbelievable about it. But once he got on top of him, it was like, well, yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Something that I remember about, something that I feel like I remember about the original movie, which I don't know if this is the same in, in every iteration of the, of the play, but sort of similarly to Romeo and Juliet is, is I feel like I remember that fight being a little bit more fun for the guys. Like the guys were having a little bit more fun and then someone dies still somewhat 
somewhat accidentally. But is that a false? Is that a is that a memory I've made up in my mind? Like I thought it was interesting that they were like really trying to kill each other in this. Well, it was a knife fight at one point. It's like that's not fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I know, but I just mean in terms of their attitude, right, towards it. You're right. I think it's probably they, maybe I don't remember, but I bet that it was a little either, more so was- a little more light. I mean. It's interesting because in Romeo and Juliet, when Mercutio fights Tybalt, Mercutio is kind of laughing and joking the whole time. Tybalt's actually extremely angry and like wants to kill him, but Mercutio is kind of making light right. of it. And then, you know, Romeo comes and stops him. And because Romeo stops Mercutio, that's why he gets stabbed. So it's similar in this movie, right? And then he turns around and kills him. Right. And that's kind of where the, like, the similarities do kind of end in a bit there. They do the marriage. The marriage is weird in this movie to me. But it's also just weird, I guess, in general, because it's like, are they actually getting married? I loved it. I was like, <laughs> I, I've been there. That's New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved it. I was like, the Matt Cloisters, y'all, have y'all been Listen, there? the scenes, the settings and the light. I mean, goodness, my goodness. Spielberg was like, let me show you how good I am at lighting. I'm a light. Every Everybody about to step in some light. They're just going to be like, yeah. The fact that the sun followed Maria at one point for several scenes. There was like one s- sequence of scenes where the sun was always directly behind her. I was like, how is he doing this? How She's not even, the sun is setting. Where is she at geographically? I mean, honestly, the fact that this wasn't, I thought this was all like on a set because it looked so beautiful. The fact that this was actually New York, this is crazy. It was actually New York. It was, it was really crazy to see like them dancing in the streets because I was like, I have walked that street a lot. Yo, okay, okay, this is okay. This is my last thing. Sorry, like just talk about the movie a little bit. The thing that also is frustrating is that we got that nice, the nice Latino boy who then becomes like the bad guy at the end and like kills Tony. And I'm like Gino, Gino. Oh, oh, that's Gino. Yeah. So Gino like shoots him, and I'm like, okay, now we took this dude and made him like of I guess the villain, and now we're hoisting up this like. Guys, I I just don't think this is for me. I like. I, well, see, I no, that's not. <laughs> that's, it's never. It's never it like Romeo's never considered a a hero. You know, I don't think he's Tony's ever considered a hero. Nobody's a villain. Nobody's a hero. That's the whole thing. It's a tragedy. It's a like, like it, it starts yeah. off by saying like both of these houses are doomed. Like it, it's a complete tragedy that's about to befall both of them. Nobody's right. Nobody's nobody's wrong. That's kind of what. That's kind of the idea behind it. We're not mad at Paris at the end of Romeo and Juliet. Paris. <laughs> Doesn't Paris die? Paris deserves to. He does. Yeah. See, but that Romeo kills him. Right? <laughs> the, the thing is, Romeo and Juliet, that makes sense to me. But this movie, West Side Story, feels purposeful when it comes to like the racial aspect of like the two warring races. I think that's what's fucked up. And it feels purposeful that this Latino man who we saw be like kind of meek throughout the whole thing and blah, blah, blah. At the end chases and shoots this tall blonde white boy in the back when he's trying to find love. And like, I do agree that like, that like at the end, the last person that we see do this is murdered. His friend is a Latino man, but, but Ansel (laughs) did the same thing. Tony, sorry, Tony did the Tony did the exact same thing. I know. Tony literally did the exact same thing. He was like, you killed my best friend. 
I'm I'm gonna kill you. And that's exactly what Shio did. <laughs> also, the stabbing was so funny. He he just he barely pushed it in. He barely pushed it in. He was a it was so flimsy. How sharp was that knife? How sharp was it? It just slid in. I wanna talk about I wanna be in America because I do think that song is one of my favorites and it's like probably the most socially aware of, mm-hmm. of its time, right? Anita, yeah. like, is talking about how she wants to be in America, and Bernardo's like, why? <laughs> like, we should go back to Puerto Rico. The lyrics are pretty harsh. Like, I can only catch it every now and then, but I was looking them up, and like, it starts with it starts with him saying Puerto Rico, my heart's devotion, and she says, "Let it sink back in the ocean." Sweet <laughs> <Jeez>, Christmas. <laughs> it's fucked up that white says, men wrote this. <laughs> Stephen Sondheim wrote the lyrics. This this does feel like an Anita song because she's 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 driving it right. She has all of the the call lyrics, and then everyone else has the response lyrics, right? Yeah. So it does sort of feel like we're supposed to be a little bit more on her side than we're supposed to be on the side of the ensemble that's that's offering all of the things that are shitty about America. But then by the end, she changes, right? She doesn't hold that opinion anymore. And it's like, this place yeah. sucks. Absolutely. And, right. and but I, <laughs> yeah. I, I like understood the America song as like, I'm not Puerto Rican. My, I'm fam- my family's Dominican, but I have aunts that have been here for fucking ever. Like... My aunt pays $500 for a two-bedroom that she's lived in for, like, 50, 60 years. And they, like, lived here in the beginning when that shit was happening. And they were, like, working in, like, factories, like, making bathing bathing suits and shit. So, like, for me, like, that was how they were. They were like, I want to be in America. I don't want to be in Dominican Republic where there's, like, Trujillo who's, like, killing people and, like, being terrible. Like, I'm here. So, like, that aspect of it I really liked. But it just, like, there was, like little things about it that I was like, but <laughs> it just, I wish they would have like, okay, we're going to do a side story. Let's get a Puerto Rican in here and talk to them about it. And at least update that. It just feels like it comes mm. from such a white perspective that it doesn't feel authentic in any way. It, it like, it kind of, it kind of like skirts around authenticity, but it doesn't ever like actually meet it, you know? Mm. Yeah. Mm. It's That's like fair. still trying to be a fun romp, you know, <laughs> like it's trying to be a fun romp instead of actually talking about what's really yeah. going on. That's you know? true. I think the only beauty of this is, to be honest, just the <laughs> oh accolades, not the only beauty, but the beauty of this movie is the accolades. I think the new people got like, I just looked it up, Ariana, oh, yeah. she got her start from, um, I think you can dance. Like she like came all the oh, way wow. up that way. Like Rachel graduated. She's great in Brigadoon. Oh, was she? Uh, if you've if you've seen that, yeah, she's great. In like that. Rachel graduated from high school, like just like a couple months before booking this, and it's all from like Lily responding to that Twitter thread with videos of her singing the songs nonstop. And I'm like, that stuff is cool. And they both just won Golden Globes. You know what I mean? I think. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I, I, I want to see what what other movies. Are. Even though that's not a real award show anymore, but yeah. I mean, it's not real, but apparently when they didn't air it, that's when they wanted us to give out diverse awards. So I'm going to count it now. Uh, <laughs> Wait, can I can I read some of these lyrics? Because I like... Because oh, yeah. <laughs> I think they're so funny. Okay, so it's... Buying on credit is so nice. One look at us and they charge twice. 
I have my own washing machine. What will you have though to keep clean? Yeah, <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> And then, and then, and then, this is this is skyscrapers bloom in America, Cadillac zoom in America, industry boom in America, twelve in a room in America. Jesus Christmas! <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. I mean, that's that's real, especially New York, twelve in a room. That's real. I, this one I did hear when when they were singing. Here, here, you are free, and you have pride, long as you stay on your own side. Free to be anything you choose. Free to wait tables and shine shoes. Yeah. Uh, everything grime in America, organized crime in America, terrible time in America. You forget I'm in America. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, right. Like even ending on her, her being like, you forget I'm in America. It's like, yeah, but <laughs> there's, there's so much. There's so much to that line. You know, <laughs> there's so much happening there. I mean, yeah, I, I enjoyed that number. I also enjoyed I Feel Pretty. I think the numbers yeah, where like the women great. danced and their skirts f- f- like yeah. twirled, that was cute as fuck. Like, I really loved watching Ariana twirl her skirt like so much. At one point, I did write the note, yo, fuck Maria. Like, I just couldn't do it. And like, I wrote, <laughs> Chino's a hero of the story. I still think he's a hero. I, I It sucks that he kills someone at the end because I was really rooting for him <laughs> and then he kills tony and i was like all right i guess he's fucking dumb too he just like i don't know <laughs> when they went to rape anita but that's the message right the message is is you know even people that you love can be pushed to i don't know <laughs> right like that's the oh the yeah it's like it'll message. ruin everyone it, it, and he was yeah. the uh you know, they none of them wanted him to enter this life. They were all like, well, you actually have hope. Like, you're going to school. You're going to c- get out of this. You know, it's very similar to the films that we've reviewed, too, with, like, Black Americans. Of Like, you know, they have the person that they want to get out, but then that person gets sucked into the life, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, Rita was... it. Uh, Anita, sorry, not Rita. Anita was, like, fine. She was sad that Bernardo died, but she was going to keep going. And then... They fucking try to rape her. I was like, what is this? Yeah. What is yeah. this? You just murdered someone and your friend is dead. I mean, it does seem like the ultimate issue is with West Side Story. Yeah, it's not the right? movie. Like, it's the- and and why are we doing West Side Story right now? You know? Well, that's the question, but that is the question for this film is that you remade a movie that is literally, let's see, 40, 60 years old. It's a 60-year-old film. So you remade a six-year-old film. Why? You know, and it's usually when you remake something that's 60 years old, you kind of want to say something, especially something that actually was trying to say something at the time that it was made, you know? So it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like, it kind of like it's a nostalgia film. There's a part, and I think a lot of people will see it like it, especially people who are West Side Story fans. It's kind of was just like, I don't know, it's just West Side Story again. It's like doing Romeo and Juliet, except for the fact that some of the problem, the, the underlying problems that it's speaking to are still here, but like just in a different light. And this movie is not doing anything to update (laughs) it, you know? Yeah. I guess. Yeah. That is a thing I think about a lot too, of like when people are like, we need to stop making remakes. And it's like, why not? Like, why can't, you know, we get more Spider-Mans. Like, I don't care. Let's get a million Spider-Mans. Like I like Spider-Man. I would love to see anyone's interpretation of Spider-Man, but yes, still like, I don't know. There's something about this movie where I'm like, yeah, like, let's see it. But I wanted something. I wanted something to show, like, 
a new mapping or like a new way to like relate it to our times because it did for yeah. me it just feel like okay we're just watching something about the 60s it might not be a lot but i'm sure that there's like someone who knows this musical very well that can like point out like well they did this differently and this this and this, you know these probably tiny little things that like that like it's like oh yeah we we're able to to comment on this thing that relates to today in this tiny way i do know for i feel pretty they took out it, she doesn't say gay she says bright so but doesn't oh. gay mean happy oh she never says gay i didn't even realize that doesn't like doesn't that mean like that happy, happy. Yeah, they didn't does, need yeah. to do that See, yeah that doesn't do anything <laughs> that wasn't the thing they needed to do that's not that's the shit that pisses me off when they fix shit that they don't need to fix <laughs> It's like, no, no, focus on the, you guys said speak like 20 times already. <laughs> Maybe let's take a couple speaks out. Is, it is so funny. They did that so much, but then they were like, well, we can't say gay. gay. It's like, why? It's like, <laughs> right. why? Well, Br- Bright is one of the original lyrics, but do they never say gay? I mean, in the, I mean, no, in the, no. in the, in the beginning, she says, I feel, I feel pretty. Oh, so pretty. I feel pretty and witty and gay. But in the, in the, in the movie, she said, uh, I feel they, pretty and they... witty and bright. Yeah. She said bright. Wow. I, and wow. the, also, there's a trans character in this. I think that was an update that uh, they did. Yes. Well, no, it's actually not. It's That's not? the thing. I thought it was, too, and I looked it up. No, there was a... And they don't call it... They don't call them trans, but they call them a tomboy. And there is a tomboy in the original musical that wants to be a part of the Jet Gang, and they, like, don't except uh, i forgot what the, the character's name is yeah and at the end they go like buddy boy and they like they acknowledge their yes. transness which is which is crazy i was like whoa because I, I really thought it was an update but it was it was like that was in the 1957 musical but it was like oh so like this trans person has to like jump through hoops and fucking <laughs> do so yeah. much for you to acknowledge their transness like their identity like yeah. What are we? T- what are we saying? <laughs> what are we saying yeah. with this? But also, I guess this is a thing that, like, maybe we think about more. In 1957, it's saying a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's ahead, true. Sorry. That's true. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But like, I'm sorry, I'm still stuck on this pretty and witty and and gay thing. <laughs> oh yeah, James. <laughs> okay, wait. So apparently, pretty and witty and bright is the stage version. Pretty and witty and gay. Is the okay. movie version? Ah, yeah. What? <laughs> it's still i i have I have less clarity. I feel like on <laughs> on what was happening. So the so this nineteen sixty one movie changed the lyric from bright to get. Oh, to you know gay. what? It, you know what it had to had to have been is when they were filming the movie version. They were like, we can't film this at night. We have to film it during the day. And so they rhymed gay with day. Whereas the musical, it doesn't matter. So they and and then the right. and I see it in the musical. It's bright and tonight. I didn't even look that up. That's definitely what it is. <laughs> All right, sorry, Glow. You were rudely interrupted. What I was saying is that we think about this a lot more because when we write our own content, we try to make sure that we are like you know. I'm. I don't know, but I'm guessing that you guys just as much as I do make sure that the shit that we write is inclusive and is telling something and is like trying to make a point or trying like we make sure that the morals of whatever we write or the content we put out is right (laughs) so 
when a movie does like when we get like a fucking blockbuster movie like West Side Story and no one sat down to think about like hey what is the message we're putting out here it's like a little frustrating it's a little frustrating because it's like okay Steven Spielberg you can just do whatever the fuck you want like shit (laughs) like still today Mm -hmm. like you know like I couldn't put out West Side Story without it being about being a, a Puerto Rican you know like if I were to do that I would not have that freedom to make it equal I would have to I would have to have like a fucking thesis about what it's like to be an immigrant or whatever and he can just fucking do it and that's okay chill i don't know <laughs> good for you bro <laughs> good for you bro <laughs> yeah man i mean I, I think about this movie to me what it says to hollywood it's like hey hollywood you know we can we can do better and by that i mean if we are going to include things with people of color and kind of talk about something, there may be a moment that we want to just take a step back and go, hey, if I am not a part of this race, should someone else be here to help me understand things I may be discussing or putting on film and what impact that may have? Like, I I, I don't, like, I, I think anyone can make anything, but I also think you need to do it with, like, care if you're trying to, like, say a thing. And again, I don't know if he was trying to say anything with this movie. Maybe he was like, I just really loved West Side Story, and I just want to... I, I am fucking Steven Spielberg. I can make West Side Story, because I can. And it will be nominated for an Oscar. And it's like, maybe that's what he wanted. I don't know, but like, it felt like an opportunity to say something, so it'd be nice to, like... Do that if you're going to do it. You know, I don't know. Yeah, because yeah. also kind of blocks if I want to do a West Side Story, I can't because Steven Spielberg just did one, <laughs> you know? And it's like, and I can't say shit about it. Right, that's fair. I mean, for me, for me, you know, I just feel like there's a really powerful message in this of like, you know, when when people have, you know, uh, lost their way or like, or don't know where they, where they belong mm-hmm. um, in life, they do, they do, big wild crazy things you know just like when when Hancock <laughs> didn't know where he belonged what? and his separation <laughs> from his loved one he drank you know he drank and he was he you know would 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 know this movie's about James people who didn't know where they belong and, actually and would and would fly through signs and just and I love you guys aren't even phased by this anymore no. <laughs> There is one thing. There's one thing I gotta say. You guys are just like whatever. <laughs> I was like, is he gonna talk about him? And he did. Yes. I'm just saying. I just feel like that is. It's you know. There's. It's very poignant. It's very poignant storytelling. It's. It, it harkens. It reminds me What's of. What's poignant of, storytelling? Of, What's that story? Hancock. Oh, Hancock. Both. Both. You know. Wow. Yeah. There oh. is one thing, okay. James. You reminded me. I think it happened, Bray. If you just give me a second before I. I hate to do this, but. This movie needed a true swirl, okay? Wait, wow, and this, okay. a true swirl? <laughs> yeah, so hear me out, man. What do you mean? They had sex. <laughs> they had sex. There was a swirl. No, no, listen, listen. What should have happened is, because we, 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 we in the Heights, right? You know what I'm saying? We, we on the West Side. What should have happened is... Oh, no. Like, What's about to happen <laughs> right now? But to say, like, they should have been like, oh, man, we don't want to party. We ain't trying to party with the Gringos no more, man. We trying to go up. We're trying to go to Harlem real quick. You know what I'm saying? So all of a sudden, you see like, <laughs> you see like Maria and all of them. They'd be like, you know what? Well, screw this, man. We ain't partying with y'all no more. We about to go to 125th Street, you know? 
So they go up to 125th Street, and this now is... they out here. What are you doing, Bray? What you mean? I'm trying to say. What are you doing? Well, I'm, t- I'm telling you, it should have been a swirl. We're in New York. We're doing. Come on, man. They should have went up to what, 125th. What's a reckless like... swirl? Like, who, who is they? Who is it that should be going up? The whites? The Latinos should be going up to Harlem. And this, this technically could be the origin of Black Harlem and Spanish Harlem. Okay, they could have met. <laughs> That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> they could have what do you mean? They could have met <laughs> They're on opposite sides. They could have met on Linux. They could have met on Linux and it could be like every year. It could be this crazy party. That's a block party on Linux and 118th. And it's like boom, bang, boom. It's like the blacks and Latinos party. Come on, man. Cause, cause all I'm saying is like when Hancock didn't know where he belonged, <laughs> he was a drunkard. He drank all the time. He smelled. Of what booze. are you? I want you glowing. I want both of you to stop talking, <laughs> and I want glow to sit. I thought the swirl was white and black. You know what? You would be right, but that right there—that's the—that's the—that's the before 2020 swirl. Okay. All right, that's before the 2020 swirl. In 2022, okay, if it's going to be a swirl, it's going to be the mixing of the races. That are- <laughs> Why did I not like when you said the full year it made me cringe? <laughs> because, you, oh, go for real, for You know what I realized? Like, every time you rarely see, I feel like in Hollywood now, it's like you still will see, like, the white dude in whatever race a woman he is talking to, but you never really see, like, a black and an Asian person or, like, a Latino and a black person or a Latino. And like, I feel like those relationships I've been realizing more and more in my life exist in this, like, yeah. not like few and far between. It's like pretty prevalent. And I'm like, Oh, but I really ever well, see that. Well, hitch. Hey baby, come on now. 2005. I, listen, I feel well, you. Before you wrap it up, Bray, I just have to tell you dry. I fully disagree. I think we shouldn't be having interracial relationships. I fully believe. <laughs> and everything oh, no. was saying, like, stick with your own people. This shit wouldn't happen. It wouldn't have happened. Yeah, exactly. She had to go make yeah. out with that white boy and then people died. And it's her fault. Uh, yeah, she really and did. she would have just stuck with her everyone. own kind because he didn't even fucking Yo. get her. He didn't even fucking get her. Like, why, why that, is she giving him? that's the true moral of the story. Stick I was not expecting kind. that. <laughs> Stick with your own kind. No <laughs> interracial relationship. Sorry, James. Oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, it's time for the cause. We rate and review films <laughs> based on how much we like them, but whether or not they help the cause of leading black actors in Hollywood. Yeah. If it fully helps the cause. What do we give it? Black fist, baby. Fist. If it's someone helps the cause, we give it a white palm. If it doesn't help the cause at all, we don't give it anything. On the count of three, we'll raise up our ratings for uh, West Side Story. All right, three, two, one. What? <laughs> Did what we all give it black fist and glow? Gave it nothing. I gave it nothing. <laughs> I don't think this wow. helps. If it's fair, glow. I almost gave it a palm. If that helps, you don't think this helps? No. Yeah, glow logic. Yeah, I get that. I don't think it yeah. helps. I don't think it helps. I I think we need to start telling our own stories. Or have at least some fucking input in our own stories. Like Encanto was written by white men, but also they fucking went to Colombia and shit. And like, it felt authentic. And I just like, I, (laughs) I don't think it helped. It was about gangs. I don't think that represents us, (laughs) you know, I don't think like fighting represents us. Like, I want to know more about her, about like Anita and her fucking her, her like, like fixing, like and being like a person. What is it called? Seamstress. Being a seamstress. Like, that's an interesting story. I want to know more about Chino and like going to school and all that shit. 
I can't. Like, I don't think this helped. <laughs> it's it's about violence, and I don't like violence. So for me, it, it's not going to help. Got it. Yeah, I just I just give it a fist. I guess because the actors are getting some clout, it seems like they might, mm-hmm. you know, they're gonna gonna get to do some more things, and then, you know, it's just like a little ripple effect. Even though there was a box office bomb, seems like it's gonna rack up some at least Academy Award nominations, if not wins. Which is always a huge help to these actors, you know. So, you know, that was just me. Same for me. Like, literally the exact same. Like, um, I didn't know who Rachel was before this movie, and now I do. Same with Ariana. So I was like, all right, cool. So for you guys, it's more about the actors, not the story. Well, I wanted it to be about the story, but... It made the actors look good. Unless it feels like the story is so bad that it's actually hurting people. But it feels like... Even though I didn't like it personally because it feels like it didn't update, West Side Story is still kind of a respected musical and, you know, it's a, it's a respected, like, like uh, production. And so because of that, it's like, I feel like, I honestly feel like Spielberg did the safe, this is what I wanted to say, that Spielberg did the safe thing. And instead of updating it at all, he pretty much didn't update it whatsoever. And so that if anybody was like, well, what about all these problematic things? You could just be like, well, I just recreated West Side Story. I didn't really do anything to it, you know? And then you're like, all right. <laughs> you know, it's like hard to say anything to that. But if he like tried to say something and then said something that was felt messed up, then he would have gotten too more, preachy. You know, cause, a, yeah. Cause yeah. Well, or even if it was, even if he was trying to say something that was poignant and it wasn't poignant and people were like, why did you say that? And that's not even in the original. You know what I mean? So he just like, was like, I'm just not going to say anything. <laughs> Mm. how lucky how lucky oh yeah james had a bounce all right well thank you close thank you so much for doing this podcast with us thank you for having me thank you thank you yeah can uh people see you anywhere can they follow you on social media is anything you'd like to promote shows or anything i'm at yoglo underscore on um i mean it's covid it is covid i'm at yoglo underscore on twitter and Instagram. I do have a show coming up February 20th. I'm doing it with Squirrel. It's going to be at under St. Mark's at 730. It's a Sunday. It's called the Gloquacious awesome. Hour. I'm t- I'm trying to start like a... Uh, this is the first I'm talking about it. <laughs> I'm starting... I'm trying to start like a talk show, like in the Dean Martin-esque type. So we're all going to get super dressed this up. sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And I'm going to sing uh, some songs up top and shit like that. So we'll see Hell yeah. how it goes. I'm Under excited. St. Mark's. Yeah, the first one is February 20th at 7.30. The first one is going to be uh, anti-books. So get ready for that. <laughs> nice. Okay. Where can people buy tickets? Uh, I think on the Squirrel website. The Squirrel NYC or Great. something like that. It's the Squirrel Theater. There you go. Yeah. All right. Yay. If you're in New York, go get that. You can follow us at Black Men Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Blackmenpodcast.com is our website where you can find links to merchandise that we have. We also have a defunct Patreon that we're not doing new episodes on. Honestly, it's just not going to happen. <laughs> but <laughs> there's a year's worth of episodes on there. So if you've never listened, you know, you can check that out. Also, if you rate and review us, on iTunes to give us five stars. We'll read your review on the air. This one's by Ricky Drew. Ricky Do. Wait, I, did I read this one already? No, I don't think so. He said, I mess with it. It's a pretty funny podcast and it's not <laughs> political at all. I've listened to probably every episode, even of movies I've never seen. You should review Ninja Assassin. The lead is Naomi Watts and 
an Asian gentleman named Rain. It's a pretty good action Wait, movie. Naomi Watts is in that movie? I think I saw that when I was in college. Mm. All right, Ricky. All right, thank y'all. Anyway, Glow, thank you so much. And we'll see you all next week. Peace. Peace. Bye. Forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Produced by Melissa D. Montz. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcast on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at foreverdogteam to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news. Forever! Forever.